welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today, we are going to talk about our top games of 2022. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. I still have yet to remove the watch part <laughs> out of my intro. Because <laughs> you can only watch past episodes. They're there if you want them. Uh, if you're like my wife and you've waited seven years to start listening to us, there's a great backlog. Uh, backlog. 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 Great backlog. I there's can't a great even, backlog of things to listen to. I can't imagine. I can't. It's hard for me to like listen to myself on old episodes. I can't imagine going back to like the earliest one we have on YouTube. Like it. There's no. It can't be. I don't know. <sighs> I mean. She's enjoying it. She always calls me with random questions about things we're talking about. So, and well, as good. if I remember You're seven like, years ago. I don't remember that video game. I don't remember yesterday. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, the uh, the Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all of our shows on our network. You could subscribe for as little as one dollar a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out. MPN.bz/patreon. Thanks to Jace K, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for their contributions. One of the perks to joining these, this Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. We're going to talk about our Christmas presents, this Side Quest coming up. It's where we veer off outside of the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. You can join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early or just wait around and they'll show up in the normal feed if you don't feel like throwing us some extra moolah. That's cool too. We don't care. We want. We just want you to listen. We don't care how you listen. Just True. listen. If you want to give us money, we'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I'll give you my Venmo if you want to give it to me directly, so that the <laughs> network doesn't get any of it. <laughs> we and then, yeah, the network doesn't take its cut. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a an expensive cut. So yeah, put uh, put my Venmo in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy lottery you can tickets with directly because you know there's no ethics in game journalism. So I'll uh, give you I'll give you my Venmo and then I'll buy you Mega Million Dollar Michigan lottery tickets. <laughs> um, in on our, we should have a podcast. It's just a lottery yeah. club. Well, I was just say we should we should just have in the network Discord another lottery club in there. <laughs> I wonder what like has anybody tried to win the lottery off of a GoFundMe or something yet? <laughs> I don't know. That's but that's the thing is like you could say like at a specific tier, a portion of the money will go directly to the lottery club. Like if you pay ten bucks a month to the to the Patreon, five of it goes towards playing the lottery, and yeah, you will get I a portion. Like this. I hope the IRS equal... is not listening. This sounds too shady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, just throwing boy. it out there. Anyways, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for our wonderful network? Yes. Uh, the horror movie yearbook boys, of course, have several episodes that have come out in the last couple of weeks. They did their 2022 Christmas Spectacular, uh, talking about... Uh, Horror Toys uh, and McFarland's Movie Maniacs line. Uh, so please check that out. They also have an honor roll where Tim talks about such movies as Resurrection, Crimes of the Future, uh, Terrifier 2, and more. And then there's also a Tiny Terror Out where they do their 2023 New Year's horror resolutions and thoughts on the new Scream 6 trailer. So 
if you want to check all that out, it is there for your perusal. Very nice. All right. Well, it is now 2023. Happy New Year to all of our wonderful listeners. We love you so much for sticking around with us these past seven years. Uh, As always, at the beginning of the year, we do this best top games of 2022. I did a top five. Did you guys do top fives? Yeah. Or Or did you just do the superlatives? No, I did top five as well. Okay, cool. All right. We always do. I yeah. have bumpers all seven for, years. for numbers five through one. And I was going to say, I, I'm assuming we're going to do a round robin of numbers, like yeah. everybody does their fives. And yes, then, but yeah. I heard they did it really well on Waypoint this year, and that's what Game Nerds is, is just us stealing ideas from other game podcasts. But if someone says a game and you have it higher on your list... You you have to interrupt that person, and then we'll all talk about it when we get to the highest point. Because basically, okay. the person who rates it highest most likely has more salient things to say, and therefore, it's not like, oh, we already had the discussion. Guess what? It's my number one. Like, right. you know, so if that makes sense to you guys, like if anybody yeah. has anything that shows up on their list later, feel free to interrupt and be like, that's on my list. And then we'll talk about it when we get to the highest, the highest level. That sounds okay. perfect for our show because we love interrupting each other. And you guys have way more to say about everything Brian, I'm than I have do. to stop you there. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is like my, my list of games I wish I played is longer than my actual games i played (laughs) it's like 28 games i wish that i played and And the thing is like like remakes and remasters and shit exactly there there are more games that i wish i played that i don't even have on the list like i just listed the ones that definitely came out this year that i wanted to play that Mm -hmm. i didn't get a chance to so yeah i tried to keep mine brief yeah I, i i highlighted a couple games my disclaimer games or games that i wish i'd played uh to to go over because the list is so long but uh anyway yeah i think normally uh we just start with the top five as so as to not spoil our superlatives uh because i did actually go and listen to last year's episode before we made this one just to jog my memory as to how we've done these in the past so plus uh, this way you can turn off the podcast after about uh, you know 20 minutes because we've gone through our top five. <laughs> yes. Very positive note, Brian. Thank you very much. Uh, so shall we, shall we get on with it? I can play the number five bumper. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here we go. There you go. Number five <laughs> here on the Midwest game nerds <laughs> podcast. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first because I think mine's the most unexpected. There you go. Uh, my number five is Dying Light 2. Because I'm pretty sure we all forgot it even came out this year. <laughs> I, I forget. Did. I just didn't play I it. To <laughs> add it to my list of games I wish <laughs> I played. Things I wish I played. <laughs> Thanks for uh, reminding yeah, me. It's, it's my number five because it's a game I put a decent amount of time into. I think my Steam recap said I made put like 16 hours into it or something like that. What do I got here? No, I'm sorry, 26.5 hours into Dying Light 2. So I put a decent amount of time into playing this game. Uh, and I really, I loved the first one. 
and I was really enjoying the second one, but it came out and then I had like three weeks before Elden Ring dropped and that basically, well, we know the ending of that story, <laughs> uh, but Dying Light 2 did not do so hot in the reviews. It didn't, I mean, it didn't do as good as the first one. I don't think in terms of reviewing a lot of, there were a lot of issues with narrative, I think, if I recall correctly. And, um... I the don't whole, care about any the of whole that. mushroom light like turning mechanic. I think was a sticking point for some people too, right? Yeah, I don't. I liked it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I like the everything about it was well. It was a nice. So the new mechanics they introduced to the game were very welcome mechanics to have. They added elements of like uh, Left for Dead by having different types of like you know bloated fast exploding zombies like all that kind of bullshit like it was very well done and it was still more of the same dying light but in like what felt like a much larger area city space environment and it was definitely more vertical which was really cool because you got to do a lot of climbing like they definitely leaned into more of the parkour stuff um which was really cool because I always liked that in the first game. So Dying Light's my number five. I really like it. Uh, if it, you catch it on sale, definitely pick it up. Nice. Brian, you go next. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Vampire Survivors. That is higher on my list. Also higher on my list. All right. There we go. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Table your right. thoughts, Brian. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how we avoid Brian talking the entire episode. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five for me, also definitely not on either of your lists, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, it is on my games I wish I played. I will add that. Yeah. It's a it's a new paradigm for Pokemon. And I, I also on my list of games I wish I'd played was Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, which start to implement more of what Arceus brought to the series, but the games were developed concurrently. And I think the, um, how, how big Arceus was, was not really known when most of the decisions were made for Violet and Scarlet. So, uh, I know that some people who liked Arceus a lot didn't love Violet and Scarlet. So I'm going to talk about Arceus. It's great. If you haven't played a Pokemon game in a while, you should check it out, even though there's a bunch of Pokemon that you don't care about. But the thing that I remember loving the most about the game is the versatility in how to accomplish what you want to do in that game. It's all about filling out your Pokedex and like increasing the amount of knowledge in that Pokedex. But you can do that by either just catching a bunch of Pokemon, or you can do that by using your Pokemon in battle, or a combination of the two. And I think that's a really beautiful way to get people into Pokemon who maybe aren't so good at the strategy of fighting um, and, and maybe just want to, you know, have a chill game. And you can be productive in the game, even if you're not like, oh, I'm going to go and battle a bunch of people. Uh, you can just go out and catch a bunch of Pokemon. And I think that's really compelling. It worked really well. Um, the story was kind of whatever. But I think uh, if you liked Pokemon and you like catching Pokemon, and you like catching them all, Pokemon Legends Arceus <laughs> is absolutely something you should check out, and it's my number five for this year. So, cool. that concludes the number five. It's time for number four. She fell in love in the first place. Mm. Number four 
here on the Midwest Ooh. Gamers Podcast. John, you went first last time. Please go first again. Uh, my number four is Cyberpunk 2077 uh, next gen update. I'm calling that. I'm calling Cheater. that. Is it? Is it? Because I'm pretty sure the rest of the world stopped playing that game until 2022. Uh, yeah, uh, game, yeah, I stopped the, because I finished it when it came out. I mean, anyways, in reality, the game like wasn't complete until probably this next gen update. Anyway, so you know, right. it's kind of it was That's, like early access. Right. You can call it cheating if you want. That's fine. I don't agree. <laughs> I also I played played it. It's my top game. It, it's my top five of twenty twenty two right here. Okay. Uh and I really actually did enjoy it. As much as I harped about it not being a great game, the narrative is really cool and I dig the environment and the world building and all of that is just awesome to me. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that in 2022, they released one of the most dope anime series ever on Netflix with Netrunners or Edge Runners. That's what it's called. Ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I have Cyberpunk on my list because I finished it. The next gen update came out this year and uh, Edge Runners was really good. Nice. I suppose it could have been my number five and then I could have put Dying Light in number four for it to be less cheater it doesn't matter it's your list i'm just yeah i'm just gonna chalk it up to you needing to fill five slots for games and you've played basically (laughs) nothing this year i have a bunch on my list of games that i did play but i didn't feel like i either i either didn't play them enough to justify putting them on my list or i just didn't like them that much i have nine games total (laughs) i played i have ten so and three of them are Pokemon, or uh, I'm sorry, Marvel Snap. <laughs> no, I've actually finished. I think pretty I much finished Marvel Snap. How? How no, did you finish I've Marvel finished Snap? Pretty much all the games in my night. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Brian, what's your number four? Return to Monkey Island. Because it was really funny. Puzzles were pretty clever. You guys. No, and anyone that's listened to any of our episodes of the podcast, I feel like, would know that I love Monkey Island. And, uh, yeah, it was a game I didn't even know was going to come out until this year. And didn't have to wait that long for it. And, um, yeah. So there we go. Those are the best surprise. That was the same case for Metroid Dread last year. And... The stuff that you don't know is coming that can't even be on our most anticipated episode is always like, I don't know, has the ability to be even better than what we were expecting to play. So, yeah, I mean, it came and went so quickly. I mean, I finished it so quickly that I almost forgot that I played it last year. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was thinking about it like, oh, yeah, that was definitely a moment in my gaming and a very good one. How, How long was it? Um, I put 12 hours into it. Okay. Um, that's not bad. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good length for yeah. one of those kinds of games. You can I'm see sh- that through Steam, you yeah. said? I'm okay, sure I, was- I can, I could speed run it and probably, yeah, under once you four know, or something. Once you know all the solutions and things, obviously you yeah. can get through it a lot faster. Because I'll have you know, Megan has completely commandeered the Xbox 
uh, to play it and has Good. put it probably seven hours into it at this point. Cool. Nice. So nice. I only got stuck kind of briefly in one part. Uh, uh, everything else was smooth sailing. But I didn't get like all the collectible trivia cards and stuff. Uh, so when, I, w- I would like to go back and play again. When you got stuck, did you use the hint system? No, not exactly. I okay. load, I entered it, but then I didn't actually choose any of the options. I just looked at what the options were that you could ask, and that was enough. Interesting. Yeah, because the one of the clever things of that game is how the hint system works, where it really mm-hmm. just gives you a little. It kind of like rephrases what you need to do, and then it gives you more. Uh, like more like it kind of gives you a little bit more and then you can get all the way to like the end of the hint system where it's like here's what you need to do but even so like it has like a gradient of like how much information do you need to be more successful with what you need to do here and i think that's that's a beautiful thing for an adventure game to have so yeah yeah definitely something you would only find now and not in 1994 when you know the first of those types of games was starting to come out yeah, when I got stuck popular. in Monkey Island 2, I had to spend money to call a <laughs> tip hotline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was long distance. <laughs> nice. Uh, my number four uh, that I will not get to talk about is Vampire Survivors. Yep. So, uh, uh, we'll move on to number three. You once, twice. <laughs> There you go, number three. three. times a maybe. <laughs> John, what's My number, number three? three is Marvel Snap. Wow, wow. I'm, is it I'm, not on your uh, list? You can't, it's on my list, so you can't talk about it, but I'm I'm shocked that it's even on your list. <laughs> so after, because of how angry I've been about it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll talk, to, we'll talk about it for sure. But yes, that's it's on my list, so we'll talk about it after this. All right. Brian, what's your number three? Tunic. That's also on my list, so we'll talk about that later. Yep. My it's number three talking. is Elden Ring. I mind it's higher on my list, so oh, you okay. gotta wait. Higher All on right. my list too. Number two it is. Let's hear the bumper. <laughs> number two, here we are. My uh John, what's your number two? Vampire Survivors. Alright, that's the highest I believe that we will have it. So let's talk about vampire survivors. Alright. Uh, this game's so stupid. I love it. Um, <laughs> literally, it has you. All you have to do, all you have to do, is walk around. <laughs> Sounds like your kind of game. Sometimes it's, you don't it, even need to walk around. Yeah, you could just stand there. Yeah. Sometimes you got enough shit going on. Like you could just stand there and murder things. It's great, but it's uh, so satisfying. It's it is. 100% satisfying. It is so dumb that like you literally have to sit there for like a half an hour for each round. <laughs> because when you when you think about it like when you first start playing and you're and you're getting into it and you realize like you're like oh man, I'm getting so far and then you look at the clock and and you still have 15 more minutes to get through. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're just like, "Oh my god, like how how is there more of this?" And then it gets to the end of the round those last five minutes and you're and the whole screen is just covered in enemies and you, there's just little like splotches of blood flying everywhere and, and like things dying up everywhere numbers and... popping up it's 
it is incredibly satisfying to have like the perfect set of abilities and upgrades to just mow through crowds of of endless waves of enemies it's fantastic and uh yeah i it's it's such a dumb game it's awesome and it, it, the <laughs> fact that it's it's now free on mobile if i recall correctly yes uh and ad, ad supported but you can pay it's to remove. dirt cheap anywhere else uh it's like five bucks or whatever and it's probably five dollars for the non-ad version on mobile which it's w- absolutely worth every single penny of that five dollars yes that's how i feel about vampire survivors brian did you have any more to add i'm i'm just imagining that on mobile you could play it entirely with one digit that's probably awesome that's pretty great um yeah i think it is (laughs) yeah i i couldn't believe how fun it was i was like i gotta check this out because it's getting so much buzz and it was free on Game Pass. I'm like, all right. I mean, it's already incredibly cheap. And I just played it for like an hour or more the first time I sat down to do it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why is this even enjoyable? But it is. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I'm pretty and I kept sure, going like, back to it. Um, I just never made it as far as you guys did. I kind of, it dropped off um, my list of games to play in in favor of other things but um still like i would like to go back to it it was one of the first games i reinstalled when i formatted my pc uh probably because it took like two seconds to reinstall but uh i didn't even realize they just had dlc drop too yeah they they announced during the the game awards uh not only the mobile release but also some dlc which um you know, I I will definitely. It's called Legacy of the Moon Spell, uh, and it's two dollars. It's two dollars when it's not discounted, which it's ten percent off right now during the Steam sale. So if you want twenty cents off of a Vampire Survivors DLC, you should go grab it. But yeah, I mean, I don't have too much more to add uh, other than like I do want to go back to that DLC. And the other thing is the there's a layer of this game that I don't think any of us touched, where there's like weird secrets and stuff and i don't know anything about it i just Hmm. know that it exists and i don't know how to get any of it i want to find out and i and i pledge to do that at some point in this year 2023 because i bet it's probably ridiculous stuff that i would love and probably i might be more challenging parts of the game too i would assume if if it's something that like none of us really stumbled upon yet um but yeah, it's great. It's worth every penny, like John said, uh, and playing it on mobile with or without ads, I'm sure is incredible. And uh, I mean, honestly, it'd be really funny if it just pops up ads while the game is playing. Oh my god, I would be, <laughs> I would, I'd throw my phone. I would, no, it'd be fine. You could just hit the X and go back to what you were doing. You know, just watching your, it watching might, your it character. It might be a welcome uh, breather opportunity. You know. Yeah. You can just chill for a second, catch your breath, because things have gotten way out of hand. It, well, and, it, and then it plays and, me some other mobile games ad that's a, a, like an actual full motion video that doesn't actually represent the game that it's showing at all, like they do typically. Yeah. That'd be terrible. I would hate every second of that. 
Yeah. No, I want to see what the mobile ad for Vampire Survivors looks like. <laughs> is it like some really insane looking like it just looks like uh like it's just it's just video footage from the Van Helsing movie with Hugh Jackman or something like that and then <laughs> <laughs> like you look at the actual game and it looks like Castlevania Symphony Castlevania right? yeah. yeah uh no i mean i i put a whopping 12.7 hours into it and that's all that was all played on the steam deck yeah, uh, I I also put about twelve hours in, and and it was all Steam Deck for me as well. It's a perfect Steam Deck game. That's what I will say. It I didn't really start playing it until I got my Steam Deck, and it was after my daughter was born, and it it arrived. That game fell into my lap at exactly the right time in life because there's no way that my brain could handle anything more than what vampire survivors was giving me at the time <laughs> and it was how many achievements do you have i have 38 of 159 <laughs> why are there so many wow Hell yeah. i have i have 42 somehow <laughs> i somehow have more achievements than you that's awesome. Well, because like the each each different level has like a last for five yeah. minutes, last for ten minutes, last for fifteen minutes. And it looks like, like each character you know? does too, because there's different characters yeah. you can select with the different starting weapons and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, it's so good. So I had it at number four. John had it at number two. Brian, you had it at number five. Five. Okay. Cool. That's that's pretty good. Uh, Brian, what's your number two? Horizon Forbidden West. That's Tough awesome. choice. Um, yeah. But number two it is. Yeah. And uh, is it higher on anyone else's list? I was just going to say. <laughs> not mine. It's, it's, uh, it's an honorable mention for me. It is not okay. on my list anywhere. But uh, hmm. it is. Yeah. Please. Why is it on uh, your list at number two? Well, I mean... I'm a huge fan of the first one. Um, This was definitely more of the same in a lot of ways, but enough new stuff, I feel, to uh, keep it interesting. And it it was especially interesting in the story aspect. They they knocked it out of the park with the story. I thought it was very well fleshed out, and it went in directions that I did not expect. And... um, it didn't even need to. I would have played it anyways, but that just made it even better. Um, yeah, I mean, every once in a while I would get frustrated with how overwhelming the gameplay can be. Um, even when you're slowing things down, things still seem to be happening too quickly. Mm-hmm. For At least for my aging body to handle reacting to the stuff (laughs) um but for the most part it's just fun the whole time and i like i wanted to do all the extra shit and i did most of it i think i got to 90 plus percent of like the uh trophies and whatnot on PlayStation, but um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to playing yet another one. Even if they don't change up the formula that much, I'm fine with that. Um, they're doing a better job keeping it fresh. I feel like than Assassin's Creed, for example. But yeah, yeah, 
No, I think really the thing for me is that the story is really what pulled me through. And I felt a lot of the similar issues that you did with the gameplay and that like things could be overwhelming and like they exponentially increase the numbers of types of bows and ammo and things that you can use in the game to achieve different things. And that's, that's good, but I didn't feel as though the game and this is a complaint I had about the first one as well. I didn't feel as though I was well-trained coming out of the first few hours of that game to really be successful at doing what I needed to do in order to do the combat the way that they intended. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I think it's partly the game's fault. I think it's partly my fault. Um, but, uh, it is something that I think hampered, my enjoyment of the game just a little bit but the story is so good that it got me clear of any of that and i would button mash my way through everything and and you know i i very much enjoyed the story of that game and i certainly would play another one to find out where things go from here but um yeah i honorable mention for me for sure uh my number two is Marvel Snap. Okay. It was number three for me, so. It could have been number one. In fact, I <laughs> changed it from number one to number two when we sat down to record. Um, this game has taken way too much of my life. And it's only been out for like three months out of beta. And, uh, I think in the past few days, it's taken way too much off of my life. <laughs> That's another issue that you can have with the game as well. And um, I never really thought I would get into like a competitive card game, especially after Hearthstone hit so big and I kind of just bounced off of it. Um, but I really like Marvel Snap for many reasons that I've stated previously, including things like the fact that it's the same pool of cards. And while people might have more cards than you, um, you know, it's kind of, it's not really like a getting booster packs and, you know, combining cards to power them up or things like that. It's none of that. It's literally, everybody's got the same set of tools for the most part, and it's how you're going to use it. And I really, really like that. And the fact that, like, I think the game with the way that, like, the locations that you play at have different effects and how they'll spotlight some sometimes. And I think they even, I think what deck you are playing with must have some dictation as to what locations can come up in a match. Um, Hmm. I think it really encourages you to move around and try different types of decks. And you can make as many different decks as you want and, and put in all the different cards that you want to do and the synergies that you discover are great. And I think there's just so many interesting layers of strategy to the game that I really, really appreciate how flexible it is and how much fun I've been having with it. And so, um, Marvel snap is a great game. There are issues which I'm sure we're going to talk about, but I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and and I think, um, you know, even if you're not a huge Marvel fan, 
I think, it, it, but you like these these kind of competitive card games, I think it's something that you should check out. And I do really like kind of like the Marvel theming and how the cards that they're selected, how their powers are kind of translated into the game. I think it all works really well. But John, what are your thoughts on your number four game? Or th- okay. Four? Three? Four? So uh, it was three. Number three game. I'm going to start by saying that I've only been playing this game for maybe two weeks. Uh, but I have already had dreams about it. <laughs> and I have Nightmares. spent many, like, many brainless moments sitting there thinking about card combinations in my head when I should be doing things that are way more important. Um, <laughs> It has awesome artwork. They're Marvel characters. Some of the most classic designs that you've seen. All of the variants that you can get with different cards is super cool. Um, you know, various artists throughout time that have worked on these comics. The upgrading of the cards to increase your collection and make them 3D and have shiny logos and all that garbage is stupid addictive in such a weird way. <laughs> Uh, the game itself is painfully simple in how to play it, but incredibly complex in how to like strategize. Uh, the amount of meta that goes on, on because it changes weekly based off of the location specialty and like whatever else people, whatever other crazy combinations people are able to come up with. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's incredibly addictive and a ton of fun to play. It is super frustrating to always like, I I don't know the actual statistic, but I'm assuming that you're like 50% of the time you're playing against bots. And I don't think bots have any place in ranked matches because the whole thing is ranked. It needs some kind of casual play that isn't ranked. So you can practice and like at least test the different, different decks that you have without penalty. Um, I'm assuming these are all things they're going to add in the future because they probably weren't expecting the game to be as good as it actually is. Yeah, the, the to, ca- to the, perform the, as well. There is a casual mode that has been uh, on the docket. They are saying that it is coming relatively soon. So, Un- unranked but, is what they call it. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's so simple and good. And again, it's a mobile game, so it's always on you. And when you're just kind of sitting there and you're like, oh, I could be surfing Reddit, but I'm going to play this instead, you know, or like I could be reading Facebook or some other form of social media, but instead I'm going to play something that's possibly going to make me want to chuck my phone across the room <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. It, I, I don't want to discount it. Like I'm having a great time with it, but I, f- I found myself very stuck in the particular rank that I'm in and it makes me really angry. Uh, I have almost thrown my phone several times and I I tend to be the type of person who like protects their technology quite well. Uh, knock on wood <laughs> that uh, I haven't had a single cell phone ever break its screen. Now watch me drop my phone tomorrow and it shatters. <laughs> um, but I've, I've literally wanted to grab my phone and snap it in two, like with my hands. That's why they like call Hulk, it Marvel Hulk Snap. Hulk smash style. <laughs> uh, yeah, Marvel snap your phone in half. Uh, yeah, it's... But my main gripe is the bots thing. It Like, I and I, I didn't... 
it didn't dawn on me until I found like myself in a series of losing, like a huge losing streak that like, maybe I'm fighting things that somehow have an advantage. I don't. And he, the fun. The, so the funny thing is, is I went and listened to our 2021 uh, episode and we talked about inscription and, uh, you you had a similar issue with inscription because you felt as though playing against the computer there's no way that you know it could possibly be fair and i guess the thing is is like we don't know for sure what that ratio is and how often you're playing against a bot or not but they they have admitted that bots are in play for sure yeah and i get it like i think for me like the idea is if it takes more than 20 seconds to get you a match, then you'd be more likely to bounce. So why not throw some bots into the mix? But I don't, I mean, I think for where you're at, I've said to you on our discord that I think you're in a particularly tough spot in the progression with the cards that you're able to get, because you are, you are not yet getting some of the more recent cards that are really kind of like, designed to work very differently than what uh what is available to you right now so i i got there too and i had a lot of that trouble and i also have stretches where i will lose like 10 rank and go all the way down and then eventually i work my way back up and you know it's it kind of ebbs and flows. And sometimes I like I look back at it and I'm just like, I wasn't really playing my deck particularly well. But then there's other times where it's like, oh, this actually encouraged me to switch up my deck in a way that makes me play very differently. Yeah, and so- it's, it's just crazy because it, it gets into your psyche while you're playing. I've never had a game do this. It's horrifying. like I've never I've never felt like I would literally I ten, like this evening I was sitting in the parking lot at five guys picking up dinner and I was like, oh, I'm going to play Snap while I wait because I know it's my food's never ready when I show up here, so I'm just going to do it. And I got in there. I, I opened it up. I started a round. Uh, and right off the bat, the other guy snapped before anything even happened, and I just retreated right away. <laughs> I was like, nope. Well, and that's, that's the like, thing. That's what they were counting on. <laughs> There's very like, much some people that are like, if they're – if. Right now, especially because the season's going to turn tonight at ten o'clock, and that oh, rank shit. is going to go back down. Right? Sorry. God What's the it. minimum rank they bump you down to? Do you, think, the last ten. So, like, I'm going to go down to thirty. And I think it's thirty minimum, so you can never go down to like twenty, is the thing. But anyway. Um, okay, I'm I'm over thirty, even though I feel like I've barely played compared to you guys. So, I'm at like eighty five as of today. Um, and right now you have people that are trying to just make up those last couple levels or whatever to get to the end of the progression. Like if we weren't doing this podcast right now, I'd probably be playing to try and get, cause I have 500 gold on the line if I could make five more levels and people just snap right away because they're like, this isn't worth my time if I'm not going to win at least four cubes, you know, I don't want to sit here and win one or two at a time to try and make my way up 10 levels. That's excruciating. So I'm going to snap right away. And if you back out, cool, I'll move on to the next person and try it, you know, but that's a really good way to like lose rank really quickly. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's, it's very, 
I've never had a game do that to me where, where I get psyched out and I just quit. Like I've never had that. And I think this is like one of the things that's most like scary to me is that like this game is designed, you know, this game is is designed to extract money out of you. And so far, I've really only spent the ten dollars a month to get the season pass, and I feel fine with yeah, that. I'm like, not gonna lie, I spent the fifteen for like the pl- the platinum like season pass or whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever. to make up levels or whatever. But yeah, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't to nothing. make up levels. It was just because like I was like, oh, I I'm really enjoying this, and like there's this other one that gives me a bunch of extra stuff if i just pay for that so i was like fuck it yeah so the like i think paying them ten dollars a month or whatever is fine for a game that is free to play like no problem for me i've certainly got my ten dollars a month worth of enjoyment out of it for sure but the thing that's horrifying to me is how the game is designed and capitalized to consume your time and and it's it's worked flawlessly on me and uh it's scary so anyway my number two is marvel snap that's john's number three three and uh yeah so i think we're ready for number ones let's play our bumper here there we go nice as as jacob dylan says we can drive it home with one John, what's your number one game? Elden Ring. Nobody has it higher, so it's time to talk about Elden Ring. What do you say about this game that hasn't already been said (laughs) by literally every single other video game publication and some that have nothing to do with video games other than they hired someone, some millennial, to be a video game writer for them? You know, to get those just so they can get those clicks. But uh, Elden Ring, it's it's number three for me, and really, I mean, the only reason that it's number three probably might have to do a little bit with recency bias, but also just like I mean, I spent a shitload of time, but I think the problem is I've probably spent more time in Marvel Snap already, which is horrifying. Um, that is, but. It's the first FromSoft game that I've actually finished. And I didn't, like, beat Millennia, which I know is probably, like, the real true ending for, like, the diehards or whatever. But I, I did get an ending. And um, and I, I have to say, for me, like, the fact that this game allows you to kind of grind at your own pace in varied locations and just you know gives you the opportunity to get away from the things that are really destroying you by going and exploring something else i think is an incredible development for from software games for souls likes of all kinds and yes uh, and i really commend them on that and you know like i I was i think when i started playing the game i was like yeah everybody's gonna love this and i'm gonna play it and i'm gonna play it for an hour and then i'm gonna put it down um, and that didn't happen. And, and so that's certainly why it's in my top five. And I think in any other year where, uh, my number one did not come out and I didn't get addicted to, to, uh, to Marvel snap, it, this game would have been number one. And honestly, it's probably going to be our game of the year would be my guess. Well, if we're going to go with a two out of three situation, it is my number one as well. 
which I wasn't expecting when I first played the game. <laughs> I went back to playing Horizon and played the shit out of that since they came out within like a week of each other, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, March um, was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was... Once it clicked for me, it's all I played for like what felt like months. And I still haven't finished it, but I fully intend to finish it eventually. It might be difficult now that I've been out of it for a while, but I'm I'm not like you guys where I I'll I'll refresh myself in some way. I won't just start over because I don't remember what I'm doing. That, well, that's I think like, it's I think it's literally that, that means I'll never play it again if I have to do that. It's the easiest game to maybe start and refresh yourself on because you can just go to an area where you're not yeah. going to get worked. I, I also marked yeah. every boss that I killed. I marked on the map. So, I also did that with the coins or whatever. Yeah. I never marked anything on the map. I mean, man, that's <laughs> one of the many refreshing things about this game is there's a fucking map. <laughs> and it's a good um, map. It's not yeah, a shitty map. it's a good map. map. <laughs> um... Yeah, Alex plays it, the map on hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> Alex uh, probably appreciated the better tutorial on this game and the fact that there's no stairway to have to pick your gear up from. On. Yeah, but that's the thing. The tutorial is even 100% skippable. <laughs> yeah, you could have just walked <laughs> past it. <laughs> I I did actually. I think I walked past it because I went back to that area and I found like a like a whole tutorial about how to beat your first boss and shit. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> so I just did it because it was an extra boss to kill. Right. But um yeah, it's just um truly impressive just how open it is. I mean, not just in like the environment, but also just how you approach things and uh the combat and your character builds and I mean, and it doesn't really get old. It's like some games, it's just like you're going around and you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. But in this game, yeah, you might be fighting bosses that are pretty much the same as ones you've already encountered before. And But there's just they're tweaked just enough to where you're like, all right, I'll do this again. And um, I mean, all the areas for the most part look unique. Like if if... If you go into a dungeon and it has like the same tile set as another one, like a tomb or something, it does not have the same layout. They're all entirely unique. And uh, I'm like still finding weird ones. Like I found the one, uh, I think not too long before I stopped playing, I found the dungeon or tomb that like has all these weird teleportation puzzles in it. And that was super frustrating and something I did not expect to find. <laughs> but uh, it was also cool at the same time. I ultimately watched some videos on how to do it and still decided it was too annoying. And I just decided <laughs> to leave and do something else. But that's another great thing about this game is you can do that. You don't just bang your head against the wall in the same spot forever. You can just go do other shit and see new cool things and find new gear the only thing my i would say my only real complaint is i still don't understand what the fuck's going on with the stories in these games 
And I think that's just how it's always going to be. But whatever. It, it makes a little more sense. There's more narration, I guess, than a typical From Software game, but there's still, like, not quite enough for me personally. I would like more. Yeah, and I think following the quest lines was made a little bit easier, especially with, like, marking characters on the map and just kind of that. The fact that there are quests is, like, more obvious, in my opinion, for this game than it has been in previous yeah, From Software games. But I would like a log not... for those, though. Yeah, that'd be good. So I remember nice. what I'm doing. But they can't even make it so that you close the map with the same fucking button as you press to open it. So I don't know that you should <laughs> hope for too long about. <laughs> that's the only reason that it's lower. I mean, no, it's not. That's not true. But um, no, it's it's a it's an incredible game, and I it, yeah, I'd say it's our game of the year without a doubt. I didn't have any doubt in my mind going into this that it was probably going to be the one game that. That would be very prevalent in our list. I mean, Vampire Survivors is up there too, but um, I think, you know. But this is a game that's, like, going to change. Like, this is going to change games moving yeah. forward. Like, th- like, I don't know what they're going to call it. Like, you know, much like we have Soulsborne as, like, a style of game. Like, this, is this like, transcends Soulsborne because it adds all of the open world element to it. And, like... It's like a different level of that. So, like, what is well, what kind of biggest uh, fucking game that they've had before? I yeah, think, I right? mean, it's it's just like it's it's so ridiculous. I mean, is it because I feel like Bloodborne? Like, we didn't even get into the like the Chalice Dungeons in Bloodborne, and like those are like there are people still are finding secrets in the Chalice Dungeons to this day, and that game came out eight years ago. I meant in terms of <laughs> I meant in terms of sales mostly. Oh, uh, so, okay. absolutely. Not actual. Yeah. But, but also, gotcha. yeah, no, the uh, Elden Rings apparently by October 2022 sold 17.5 million copies, which is a lot for any video game. Um, but it's especially a lot for a Souls like. So, but how many people kept playing it after the first hour? <laughs> yeah, is the real that's question. That's a great question. I don't how know. How many people bought it because they kept hearing about it and gave up immediately? You know, I think you <laughs> might know more off of the trophies and i'd be curious to see like mm-hmm. how much because you get the rarity ratings on like playstation uh yeah i guess i can i can open that up and take a look but by the ones that are like you know whatever one goes with maybe beating the game or whatever it might tell you like oh you know here's how many people on playstation have actually gotten to that level um so maybe i'll try and pull that up if i can yeah it's but, it's it's a it, it's a game changer. <laughs> it's uh, it's so good, and uh, the scale of everything feels incredible. Um, very much like how Bloodborne had some of that scale thing going on with like the verticality and the buildings and stuff. When even in like the first area, when you start out in Yarnum or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's you. The one thing I kind of miss are some of the, like, having those more linear paths that then you discover shortcuts through. Like, that's a really rewarding element of exploration in in the Soulsborne kind of games. But this one it is constantly rewarding you with just how cool everything looks and feels everywhere you go and as you explore. 
and like like you said brian like finding these little dungeons that are all like in like infinitely unique in certain like each little one you find is different even though mm-hmm. like they may use some of the similar tile sets like you know the all of the the tombs or whatever all have very similar looks and feels to them but the layouts are all completely different and there's all kinds of weird little puzzles and things and yeah i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff like i still like i have like i don't even know how many dragon hearts i have but i've never gotten any of the dragon spells like i haven't unlocked any oh, really? of those yet yeah, I bought a like, bunch a of them. Of, I just can't cast them. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I can't, like I haven't done or, or used, or like I just, yeah, I got really into playing the samurai, which is a lot of fun too. That's and that's the other thing, like all the different the different play styles and everything that you can have, and like going on Fextra Life on YouTube and seeing all the cool builds that they make for like different play styles and shit, like is is just awesome. It's such, it's an incredible game. It's it's gonna do it's gonna do a lot of things to the industry, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I can it, say for my so there's a few different endings to the game, but for the trophy that I got for my ending, the rarity is twenty four point four percent. That's at least one in four people on PlayStation have completed Elden Ring in that way, uh, in in that particular way. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's very good. So mm-hmm. is that enough on Elden Ring? What's your other so? talk about it again? What's the alternate number num- one is number one. My number one is tunic. I knew that. Yeah. I called that. I, I could have put money on that one. Yeah. Tunic is Tunic is a love letter to the reason that I fell in love with video games. It's the the secrets, the Zeldaness, uh everything about it. The soundtrack all all of tunic is laser targeted for me to enjoy um and not only do i feel like i mean i think the combat can be frustrating until you start to learn your way around it more and you get more of the tools in the game to play with um but i i think uh it's a it's just it's an incredible feat for an indie developer to make a game like Tunic in the first place, but I think it's also the only kind of game that it, th- this this kind of game could only be made by an indie developer. I don't think you'd see this or like a Fez come out of Ubisoft. You know, it's the singular vision of Andrew Schuldice is very present, and um, I think. Tunic not only embodies like a love of having video games that have instruction booklets that are cool to look at, but also just what the power of an indie developer can really do and and what you can get out of someone, someone making a game at, you know, extremely high levels of expertise. Uh, and I, and I really appreciate that. And, um, it's just an incredible game. And it was available on Game Pass on day one for people who have Game Pass, and mm-hmm. uh, and I believe it's out on pretty much everything at this point. Um, so if you haven't checked out Tunic, you should pick it up. It's worth every penny, in my opinion. And uh, the secrets that I have not spoken of in too much detail, 
uh, are, are numerous and wonderful and delightful and fun. And, um, and it's a really, really great game. It's definitely my number one of the year for sure. Hell yeah. So. Yeah. It was a pretty tough choice this year, honestly. I mean, that, that was, uh, definitely one of my favorites, obviously my number three favorite game that I played this year. Um, it's just everything about it is impressive. Just the way things are, the gameplay is designed and how great it, it looks and just feels. But, um, I guess, I mean, ultimately for me, I got stuck in kind of frustrated, even though I was kind of chugging along at a pretty good pace and things were clicking, but I, I just don't know what I did wrong. And I feel like that's a game I probably actually would have to restart to understand where the hell, how the hell I got to where I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. But um, it's not really a knock on the game. It's just I got frustrated and moved on to a different game because, there, again, that one came out kind of around the same March, time as yeah. everyone else, everything yeah. else. I also, like, what's not on my list is I played the destiny to the witch queen expansion in that same time frame, which was also <laughs> great, but I mean, it's also destiny Two, So yeah, I'm not going to list it as a game in my top five when it's just an expansion. So fair enough. Um, yeah. Should we move on? Yeah. I think that's it for our top fives and, and clearly our game of the year is Elden ring. Yes, sir. Um, do you guys want to hit a couple disclaimer games? Yeah. Games you wish you'd played? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can go through them real quick. Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Ghostwire Tokyo, Norco. Especially because I just found out that a friend of mine worked on the artwork for Norco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Evil Dead the Game, which you bought and you never played. <laughs> uh, the, the Quarry. Sonic Frontiers, oh. Stray, Metal Hellsinger, Mario plus Rabbid, Spark, Sparks of Hope, which it's really funny because uh, autocorrect on my phone r- corrected it to Mario plus Rabbis, <laughs> uh, which is a whole different game. <laughs> and then uh, Harvestella just came out, which is some kind of like Square Enix style, uh, like Harvest Moon slash like RPG game. I would have never then, guessed from the name. And then uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil and Me. So that's my list of games I wish I played. I'm sure there's more, but I just I, I didn't pick them out of the list. So I did learn that uh, they put the kind of um, slight, not upres, but like uh, repackaging a Valkyrie profile up on PlayStation. So for $20, you can play Valkyrie profile Lenneth that came out for PSP, I think. And uh, Nice. So... Uh, Brian, what about you? What do you wish um, you had played? Well, I mean, probably more games than I have listed, to be honest. But um, like John, I do wish I played Narco. I did try very briefly, but I was too sleepy to like really get into it. But I, I mean, I have to reinstall that and try it because everybody says it's it's kind of in the same vein as like Disco Elysium, which is probably still my top game of 2022 and 2023 and beyond (laughs) (laughs) until something better comes out. 
But um, anyways, uh, Splatoon three. I don't have a Switch anymore, so. But I was really bummed about that. I Sonic Frontiers. I didn't play it. Sounds like like it's awesome, actually. So I want to play that. Dying Light two, The Quarry, The Devil and Me. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I did actually play the tutorial right before we recorded this and honestly didn't make the list <laughs> well already i think it's gonna be awesome and i think okay. it maybe would have cracked my top five if i i feel i have a good Shit. feeling about it i was just steeled over and not partaking in this 20 dollars off on steam and now you're making me rethink <laughs> <laughs> It is, um... It's I, it's sweet. The like, writing is, is really... It's definitely kind of tongue-in-cheek, but um, it's, I think it's hilarious. It does have some good humor it in is. it, for sure. <laughs> it, it, it's, well, it's well done. There's some good jokes already, and like I said, I just went through the tutorial. Um, when you're actually playing the game, it looks great. Uh, the videos are not that great-looking for some reason, but, mm. uh... Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. It's just absurd to me, like Blade hanging out with Iron Man and Doctor Strange and shit. Yeah, I also made the most absurd looking character. <laughs> There's not very many options, but I, yeah, I chose I mine wisely. Look, mine looks like Prince. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> That I think great. I know which hairdo you went with. Then. Yeah, the Jerry curl looking one. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I do need to play more God of War Ragnarok, but I have put like a dozen hours or so into that. I feel. Yeah, I hit about four hours in it today total, and uh, I'm liking. I'm getting. I wish I'd gotten to play more of it before I made my list, but uh, I just haven't made it a priority, and I think it's going to be good, but honestly, it probably would have... I'm assuming that it would have been in my honorable mentions for similar reasons to Horizon, and that it is more of the same, but it's good, is my... So, we'll see. Mm -hmm. My review of a game that I haven't played completely. Anything else, Brian, that you want to mention? Uh, I picked up Teardown. That seems like it, it's a very awesome too, but I haven't played enough of it. Heard a lot of a people talk I about it. A game I wish to play more. Yeah. Uh, my disclaimer games, uh, I haven't played through all of Aperture Desk Job, which is the, uh, the Steam Deck uh, portal-themed game that came out with it, um, but I really want to. I don't think it would have made my list, but I wanted to play it. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, Sopfo, as it's called on the interwebs. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to play that. Norco, definitely on my list. Citizen Sleeper came out similar time as Norco, and it's also on yeah, Game Pass. That's uh, another one I tried to play when I was too sleepy. <laughs> heard good things about that. I uh, would like to have played it. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 came out of uh, Early Access this year, and I wish I'd played more of it. Just did not uh, dedicate too much time to it. Um, uh, Neon White was one that I wanted to check out for sure. Uh, the Quarry is also on my list for sure. 
Uh, Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher. I didn't really want to play it, but I want to watch <laughs> Gojo and Willie play it because I feel like they would have a really great time. Uh, Signalis is one that I didn't really know anything about until like Rick brought it up in a text thread. Uh, it's like a PS1 horror, survival horror type game that I should have probably known about. Hmm. Um, and then I've heard really, really great things about Atari 50, the anniversary collection, which is not... I mean, they're Atari games, but apparently it's a really cool package that has a lot of like documentary type interviews and things know. with the people who made the Atari games, and so I think it would be really cool to check out as well. That's cool. Um, but yeah, those are certainly on my list. And I bought Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, I just have not played it at all yet, so certainly up there. I did have one other honorable mention uh, on top of Horizon, which was Immortality, which was the game that I played on Game Pass, uh, mm. the Sam Barlow game, Half Mermaid game, uh, about the three movies with one movie star that never got released, and why did they not get released, and uh, it's a cool game. Not for everybody, probably why it's an honorable mention. There's really cool stuff. I had an extremely weird, crazy strange moment with that game that it is designed to deliver to you um that i think is probably the most intriguing and and cool part about it and i think being able to talk about that with people openly would be cool um but i don't know anybody else that's played it all the way through <laughs> so, yeah i, I, I mean I i'd like to, to go back to it yeah yeah that that should be on my list too. I do wish I would have played that. It's worth checking out, but I get that it's not it's not like a very I don't know. It's just a different type of game and it's just not gonna click or work for some people and it's totally understandable. So Yeah, I mean I kinda got caught in a loop where I was just looking at like the same six videos, like somehow. Yeah. And that kind of bummed like, me what out. What the hell's going on? I don't know if I just chose the wrong like introduction video that they give you to start from or whatever. Like maybe that's the case, but no, I just think it probably takes a minute to really like grok how to move through and start kind of traveling and understanding what you're even seeing and that kind of thing. And yeah, you know, uh, shall we move on to our superlatives? Sure. Best free game. Start Marble there. snap. Yeah. I usually try to spotlight other games. Yeah, um, I don't have any to spotlight, so that's Marvel what Snap means. would win Vampire Survivors on mobile, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's free to you. Check it out. Not Words is a game that I that I brought up a long time ago before my daughter was born that I played. I uh, did play that too, but it um I I I was having a hard time keeping up with it. I, w- I got disappointed in myself for not being able to keep up with the streaks, and then I just stopped yeah, playing. <laughs> same. That's the same exact same thing happened to me. So, uh, yeah. Um, biggest letdown. Marvel Snap. Brian? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't feel like I have a real one. This is kind of a cop out. I I tried the demo of Metal Hellsinger before mm. I actually pulled the trigger and bought it, and I was glad because it's just not for me. But I thought it was would be for me. It's just the rhythm part completely throws my brain off in playing that kind of game. Yeah, that's uh, on my list of 
wish I'd played. It also didn't feel smooth, and it needs to feel smooth to be that kind of game. Like, yeah. it's hard to explain, but there's something off with the frame rate. Maybe I just needed to adjust things properly. Hmm. But I kept fixating on not listening to the beat, but watching the beat, and therefore I couldn't see any of the other game, or the rest of the game. It was just me watching the little meter come together. And uh, that ruined it. I, I in the, uninstalled it within like minutes, but I'm mm. sure it's a great game. It's just I, I was let down. Suddenly, I, the uh, uh, clap school is coming more into focus as to why we needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have no rhythm. That's pretty much what yeah, it that's comes what down it boils to. down to. <laughs> uh, for biggest letdown, uh, I put God of War because I really wish that it hooked me enough that I was like, I need to shirk my responsibilities as a father to play more of this video game. I was um, honestly considering that one too but I feel like I'm letting myself down in some way. That's also partly, it's, yeah. I don't it's, know. Like it's it, me it is, and, yeah. It's not grabbing me like I thought it would either. There's like a lot about the gameplay I guess I just kind of forgot about, like how I don't really like the combat. At least mm. I don't now that I've played 100 hours of Elden Ring <laughs> this year. I'm kind of used to that. I actually rebound my keys immediately because I kept dodging like when I wasn't supposed to be I and interacting that. when I was trying yeah. to dodge. Um, yeah. So apparently that game's still stuck in my head more than God of war. I did that too. And, uh, it turns out that even with dodge on the right button, I still don't time it right. So <laughs> it doesn't I, matter. <laughs> I turn the difficulty down too. Cause there I just want to, I just want to see the story honestly and explore. Yeah. Best ongoing game. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> um, yeah, but you don't even play that. <laughs> I'm glad you found that as funny as you did. It makes it all worth what it. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. The dumb fucking smile that you gave when you said it because you knew that it was gonna be like, what the fuck is you talking about? Uh, perfect that was perfect that's everything i wanted it to be all right brian uh destiny 2 oh, okay. i'm bored of it now though i've been bored of it since the expansion came out destiny! Destiny! okay enough of that uh best <laughs> ongoing game for me marvel snap what do you know still ongoing yeah uh best indie title tunic Tunic. Even though it's on my top five list, I felt like I needed to put it here too. I also said Tunic, but I also said Vampire Survivors because it's also an indie game. It's very good. Yeah. Well, I I have that in a different category. Oh, okay. Most infuriating game, John. Marvel Snap. Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) Good good candidate. I also said Marvel Snap. (laughs) Because it can be very infuriating. It, it, yeah. When oh, I went and- back to playing it after not playing for months mm-hmm. or a month or something, uh, I lost two times in a row immediately. And I was like, what is this shit? What did they do to this game? Because I hadn't lost before at all. <laughs> huh. Uh, I skipped over most infuriating and fun game because it's also Marvel Snap for me. Yeah, so. no, me too. 
Yeah. For me, I was just going to say Vampire Survivors because I feel like it is just fun and then all of a sudden it's overwhelming and that's infuriating. <laughs> good point. <laughs> good point. Uh, best example of an all-around good game. I put Elden Ring for that. Same. I put Marvel Snap. <laughs> I, f- I feel like... And that's fair. I feel like best <clears throat> all-around should have all the elements of gaming like it should be it should have multiplayer and single player and all that mm. in my mind and elden ring does have that so that makes sense and That's it's open answer. and there's just yeah there's a lot to it it's trying the design to do a lot of it is it great it all well yeah the sound the design yeah visually uh, game they didn't get or most underrated, John. I I didn't have any for underrated or overrated because I just I feel like I haven't played enough to everything really is say. properly rated. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't have any other things on my list I could call over or underrated. <laughs> you should have put Marvel Snap for both of them. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I said most underrated was Uoden Chronicle Rising because I feel like I heard literally nobody talk about it. I f- yeah, Jason Schreier might have because I don't think um, he did. He's also a big Suicoden fan, but um, he's the only other one that I know about on the internet. He uh, was too busy playing Tactics Ogre Reborn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Persona Five for the twelfth time. There you go. And then hating on everything good in the industry. Yeah. That's what is, he does. Is it weird that I never play any JRPGs, but I kind of want to play Persona 5? No. I think that was a pretty big crossover hit for a I lot of people. I think you should do it, and I think you should stream it. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's hundreds of hours of content. There you go. Yep. Uh, and then game we didn't get or most overrated, John, you said you didn't have. Yeah. Brian? Um, I don't have an underrated one that comes to mind um overrated maybe god of war a little bit Hmm. Hmm. but i don't know i need to play it more yeah but so far i'm like god of war with a question mark it i i understand it it's great at what it does but i I just um i don't know it doesn't have the same like sparkle as it did when i played god of war uh what 2018 was it yeah it's a sequel, and so it, it by yeah, definition but, it can't be as as eh. lustrous as the first one. I don't know. You know? Horizon, and, and Horizon is, still th- did it for me. Forbidden I, West did it for me. Th- but this I is something that. That, this is not doing it so far. Tri- this is something that Triple Click brought up with both Horizon and God of War is that they're both good in their own right, but they are very much more of just the same. Like it's just the same, mm-hmm. and because of that they didn't place higher on anyone's list. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the games are good. They look amazing. They play incredibly, but there's nothing super new about it. Yeah. It wasn't, there was no innovation. There was nothing like that stood out per se, which to me means it lives or dies on the story. And like horizon, I feel like picks up where the first one left off you you knew where things were kind of headed uh and and so not only that but then there's like a mid 
mid-game turn that is just mind-blowing in my opinion incredible and um and so these games are going to live and die on their narrative and i feel like the beginning of god of war just is real slow yeah and (laughs) and it's and it's not really like i don't know the weird part about it is that i feel like i had a better time picking up the horizon story after so many years than I did picking up God of war. And I don't know why, but the issue with God of war is that because the game forces you into these like multiple versions of fetch questing, you are taken out of the narrative. And I think if, if it was, if it felt less like that, like there's a whole segment of the game where, um, you're you're following like you're you're going through the woods to to get to the center of the the erd tree or whatever the fuck it's called in Yggdrasil. this game. Yggdrasil. Yeah, you have to get the to Yggdrasil Isn't and that like an Elden Ring. Yeah, I know. I, I that's why I said it. Uh, and, erd dog and burial you're, tree. You're following Freya, who is she can only take the form of a bird. Uh, I'm she not can there yet. Thanks for spoiling it, it for this me. This doesn't spoil it for you. It doesn't spoil anything. That's the, th- that's the whole thing is it's none of it's important to the story really is is what I'm getting at. Is like they send you on this fetch quest that like if they if like if they just would have taken out the whole aspect of having to get to Yggdrasil and like release her heart or whatever the hell is being bound by the roots or whatever just throw me at that boss fight. Don't make me take the whole path through the woods to get to it. It was, it was a lot of this like telling me and not showing me kind of thing that like, you should have just let me do the thing instead of having to like drag it out. Mm -hmm. And the narrative is really good. Like I love the story when I've tried to skip past all of the nonsense. Like I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm in, I'm playing as Atreus, and I'm in, uh, where, where's, is it, not Midgar, that's Final Fantasy, uh, Midgard, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) uh, but you're, you're up in, like, the, you're, you're with Odin, basically, like, in his castle, and, like, you get to hang out with that guy who plays Odin, who's really good, whose name I can't remember either, yeah, I'm doing really bad at this, uh, <laughs> it's like a game. I'm having fun. I, right I now. This games. is my game of the year. <laughs> I play video games. Uh, my the point being is like the narrative is really cool when you can get past all of the bullshit and like you get into these really awesome dialogues and things that happen between you and other characters and it's it just has a lot of fat and they didn't trim the fat hmm. and. In some cases, that's okay, but in this case, like because it's more of the same as the first game, they should have trimmed more of the fat, I think. Hmm. And it would have made it a better game. It would have placed higher on my list. It would have actually made my top five, probably. It, it is, is easily a number six for me, personally. Yeah. Because um, I don't know what else I would have put. <laughs> uh, maybe Rainbow Six Extraction, which everybody forgot about. Uh, it was on oh. my list of games Oops. that I did play, but I yeah, I was I it was honestly a good candidate for letdown in my opinion. But yeah, it, it was actually pretty good. So it it is it I it's an honorable mention for me of something that should have placed higher had it been a little bit cleaner in certain ways. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how I feel about God of War. 
in this particular moment. I'm sure once I actually beat it, which I do plan on going back and playing it, but I can't have the TV now because Megan has the TV playing Monkey Island. You have so, your own TV. Uh, I'm not allowed to play video games upstairs anymore. So, uh, <laughs> what about when spend, she's when she's playing video games? I have to be there. Hmm. So I play on the deck. I've been playing Midnight Suns while she's playing that. So there you go. That works. Yeah, until Midnight Suns glitches out the deck and it restarts itself. So, anyways, uh, yeah, enough. that's how I feel about God of War. I, my other honorable mention was Tunic. I wish I would have played more of Tunic because I like it is so beautiful that I want to see more of the world and uh, and understand more of the puzzles and things that you're speaking of because I dig that. It is a very difficult game in my opinion. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it very much takes the souls aspect. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like breath of the wild. It's like taking breath of the Wild's combat and moving it back to, uh, old school Zelda <laughs> format, yeah. you know, like it feels yeah. that level of difficulty. I get that. Uh, It's something that really, I think, only gets easier as you do it more and as you get more tools with which to handle the mm -hmm. the enemies as well. Yeah, and and, and I'm not, I'm not using that as a thing to. I'm not dogging the game for that. I like it's honestly, it is, it is an incredible feat that the minimal amount of people that worked on this game were able to make something so beautiful and work so flawlessly. It's, it's great. So definitely an honorable mention for me that's cool well i think that's 2022 in video games in the bag yep yep well uh i'm sure we'll look forward to this year uh in the coming weeks it's looking promising yes um everybody please remember that john won our bargain bin contest with the with the the game awards wager and we will be talking about our first sex bargain with the devil bin. no that's picked ravenous devils uh as the first game there's oh, a link yeah, that's... in the show well notes. i bought the wrong one no i'm just kidding <laughs> you bought sex with hitler didn't you <laughs> no i didn't buy sex with hitler uh but i believe it's out on uh on all platforms as well so please feel free to check it out and play it with us it is five dollars on steam not even on sale normally um and uh yeah we'll be talking about that uh probably next episode i believe is what we promised so yeah mm-hmm. so that being said if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to the show check out midwestgamenerds.com slash links Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all of our shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JCK, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is to get early access to our bonus episodes that we call we call side quests. Side quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. This time we're going to talk about our Christmas presents because Christmas just happened. Uh, yeah, you can join our Patreon, get those episodes a week early, or just wait for them to come in the normal feed. They come in our off weeks. That's cool, too. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Again, we will be talking about the bargain bin 
uh, on the next episode. So stay tuned for that. And please do play it, get a chance to check it out, and then uh, maybe you can come talk to us about it and let us know what you think. Uh, beyond that, that's all I know. You guys got anything else? No? No? I'm very good. Okay. Cool. Good. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Happy New Year. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.